return of the midweeks. Dear friends, it's Wednesday, which means it's Wisdom Wednesday. Aren't you excited? On Wednesdays, we look at some aspect of wisdom, usually from the book of Proverbs, but there's other books of wisdom in the Bible, Job and Ecclesiastes and some of the Psalms. And so, and even uh, the gospel, or sorry, the, the letter of James is often described as the book of Proverbs in the New Testament. So maybe we'll hit that up sometime. But for today, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 9, and we're going to be looking at the two women of Proverbs, wisdom and folly. Um, as you read through the beginning chapters of the book of Proverbs, these are extended poems. So usually a Proverbs is like a two or three line little epithet, a proverb. But the beginning, which is the introduction, is actually a series of poems. And woman wisdom appears in these poems regularly. And why it's a woman is because the Hebrew word for wisdom is hokmoth, and it's a female noun. So in languages like French, you have masculine or feminine forms, as well as Greek. You don't have that in English so much, so it sounds a bit weird, but the word for wisdom in Hebrew is feminine, and so it's woman wisdom. Similarly as well, when we meet folly, her word for foolishness or folly is also a feminine word, so it's woman folly. And I've heard before that when this book was being translated into Old English or Middle English, their word for wisdom is actually a masculine word, and so they called it Mr. Wisdom, almost like a wizard, Mr. Wisdom. But for the Hebrew speakers, it's a feminine word, as many abstract nouns are, they're feminine, word, feminine words. Um, so we meet two women in Proverbs chapter 9, and they're both inviting you to come and eat at their table, and then we'll compare and cost, contrast them in order to learn some wisdom. So let's meet woman wisdom first. Proverbs 9, verse 1. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, Come, eat my bread, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways, and live, and walk in the way of insight. All right, now skipping down a few verses to verse 13. The woman folly is loud. She is seductive and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the highest places in the town, calling to those who pass by, who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he who does not know that the sorry but he does not know that the death the dead are there well i butchered that one but he does not know that the dead are there that her guests are in the depths of sheol all right so we have these two women you can almost picture it like a young person um, often it's a young man addressed in the beginning of proverbs the last chapter of proverbs is very much addressed to women the beginning is very much addressed to young men. Not that it's exclusive at all, and we can talk about that some other time, but there is a, a desire here to um, educate the souls of young men. And so they're being presented with these two women. And the first one is uh, woman wisdom, and she's almost presented like this older sister um, or this noble 
school teacher. She's she's noble. She's got this house with seven pillars, so that's a house of riches. And she's preparing this big feast. She's mixed wine. She's got slaughtered beast, and she has these women. She's these her young women. So she's got attendants. She's got servants, and she's sending them out to call people in. And similarly, but different, Woman Folly also is calling people to come into her place. But her her banquet isn't presented as being such a noble thing, as such a sumptuous thing. They don't talk about beasts. But there's a similar call. Whoever is simple, let them turn in here. There, so, there, so what we're getting here is that in the world, you know, this life of wisdom. And you can define wisdom, it does at the beginning of the book, is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom but fools despise knowledge. So the fear of the Lord is knowing God and wanting to accommodate your life to him and to the world he's created. That's wisdom. Knowing who God is, knowing how the world works, and accommodating, changing our minds, changing our hearts to live well with the God who made everything and the world that he made. That's true wisdom. Folly, on the other hand, is, is selfish. It rejects God and his ways, and it doesn't want to acknowledge how the world actually works, but instead wants to use sin and foolishness to try to just get what you want, to be self-centered, but ultimately to be self-destructive. Because if you don't work with God and you don't work with the world, you're going to only end up hurting yourself and other people and destroying yourself and other people, and that's folly. And so you've got these two women, women who symbolically represent these two lives the life of wisdom, the life of folly, and they are both calling, they're both summoning, they're both um, trying to persuade you to come and live with them, to come and banquet with them. And it's interesting to present a, a banquet, what it's saying is like, there's this appeal, like you have these appetites, you have these desires, you want to eat, you need to eat, and you want fellowship, and you're going to go somewhere, you have to live this life, you can't just choose, well, I'm going to ignore folly and wisdom, that, that would be folly. But you can't ignore life. You have to make a choice. You have to eat. You have to go somewhere. Do you want to go to this noble banquet that is being run by this woman who wants to generously give you bread and wine and beasts to eat um, with the cost of leaving behind your simple ways, with the cost of having to embrace her teaching and walk in the way of insight? Or do you want to forget the cost of training and forget the cost of learning insight and forget the cost of having to grow up in knowing God and grow up into the world he's created and embrace folly. And folly's big. The thing that makes folly different, she she's out there, she's yelling, she's trying to persuade, she's trying to get the simple to come into her banquet too, but what she says is stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. So she, her persuasion is you can get this for free. It can be enjoyable. You can do this life for free. You can do this life for no cost. You can do this life without having to change, without having to, to endure the suffering of growth. You can do this life without needing to trade your life for God, to lay down your life before God, to be transformed for him. You can, you can have it all secretly. You can have it all by stealing. You can be satisfied in that way. And But folly's a liar because folly doesn't tell you. She says, come on in and eat. But folly doesn't tell you that you're going to end up dead. If you go to her banquet, you're going to end up dead. That's where the dead dwell. All her guests are in the depths of Sheol. And so here we are. We're presented. This is actually the end of the introduction of Proverbs. This is the end of chapter 9. And you're presented with these two pathways. And what this really reminds me of is like the end of um, 
Deuteronomy where Israel is passing through these two mountains and the blessings are being proclaimed on one mountain and the curses are being proclaimed on another mountain. And so you're passing through this place going, where are you going to go? Are you going to go to the place of blessing? Or are you going to go to the place of cursing? Well, similarly here, we have these two women who have these, these houses and they're both calling, come and stay in my house. Come and eat with me. And one says, at the cost of your your obedience at the cost of learning, you can have this wonderful feast. And the other woman, Woman Folly, says, at no cost you can come to my feast. But she doesn't say that you're going to end up dead. And so what this does for us is, is it says wisdom is going to cost you something. Walking in the fear of the Lord is going to cost you something. You get way more for doing these things. You get life, you get fed, you get a relationship with God, you get to be wise in this world, you get to avoid destroying your own life with your own hands, but there is a cost. You get this wonderful banquet, but the cost is the fear of the Lord. The cost is being willing to change. The cost is not being wise in your own eyes. On the other hand, you can have this life where you get to do what you want. Woman Folly says, just come and get what you want for nothing, but you end up dead. You end up with the cost of death. And so which way do you want to go? And if you want that life of wisdom, then you get into Proverbs. You put your faith in God. You say, I want to change my life to adapt to who you are and to the world you've actually made. Instead of being selfish and self-promoting and self-asserting and demanding that God change in order to do what we want, which is actually the way of death. So may the Lord help us all grow in wisdom together for his glory. And amen. Amen.